Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, where Paul the Apostle now is both reflecting back to what was in the first letter to the church in Corinth, as well as the events of that letter, wherein there was a man who was sexually involved with what appears to be his stepmother, and the church there was tolerant of that. Sounds a lot like today. And Paul said, you need to remove that man from your midst and to... Uh, exercise what we commonly call in our day church discipline. Now, church discipline is something that is extremely rare today, despite the fact it is an extremely biblical uh, teaching concept. And so Paul is speaking of this event uh, in hindsight, and he's saying, look, the man didn't hurt me, he hurt you guys, but now the man wants to repent. He he has corrected the situation. He has fixed it, apparently. Uh, and there is sorrow and repentance on his part, and you need to let him back in. And Paul is saying that, that he still has great compassion for the man, as well as all of them, uh, as a church flock. Now, it's interesting that throughout this process, Paul never named this individual, and and I have to believe, and against my opinion, for whatever it's worth, but I believe that it's because he he hoped for restoration throughout this process. We know that there were times in Paul's uh, writings that he did name names, but those individuals were entrenched in their sinful and rebellious positions and refused to... uh, repent, refuse to surrender, and to get out of their sins. So in those situations, Paul had to consider the safety of the flock. And he always does, just as I do, when there's a wolf in the midst. But we always, as pastors and as leaders, seek for restoration, for repentance and restoration. Verse 9 of chapter 2 is where we pick it up, and it says, For to this end I also wrote, that I might know the proof of you, whether you are obedient in all things. So part of why Paul wrote, he is saying, that first letter to the Corinthian church, was to see if they would indeed be obedient in this matter with the adulterous individual. Now, please note, not just here, but throughout all of Paul's writings, but particularly for this situation, we'll address it here and now, that Paul was not just interested in their obedience in this singular matter. Paul was interested in their being obedient, obedience in all things. Um, That's why in verse 9, again, whether you're obedient in all things. You know, it's sad because we often erroneously think that partial obedience somehow makes us a whole and total Christian. But Christ said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, plural. That's in John 14, 15. And in verse 23 of that same chapter, he says, if a man loves me, he'll keep my words, plural. 
God is interested only in our total commitment, in our state of living, state of life, in our total obedience. Now, don't misread me here. Indeed, no one is inferring perfection. None of us are ever going to achieve that kind of level in this life. However, we cannot, as Christians, knowingly pick and choose which of God's directives we will adhere to. The Bible is a package deal. Christianity is a package deal. And we must seek in all aspects of our lives to live out that entire package. Verse 10. Now I also forgive whomever you forgive anything. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, that no advantage may be gained over us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. Again, New Living says, When you forgive anyone, I do too. And whatever I have forgiven, to the extent that this has affected me too, has been by Christ's authority and for your good. A further reason for forgiveness is to keep from being outsmarted by Satan, for we know what he's trying to do. Paul now clearly joining himself to this body of believers yet again. He's saying, if you forgive this man, I'll forgive this man. If you back his restoration, I'll back his restoration. See, it wasn't that Paul was cowing from his responsibility, but he didn't want clearly to rule over them in some sort of denominational hierarchy. So he was asking them, what are you guys going to do? Look, Satan looks for any and every opportunity to cause division and strife within uh, a body of Christ, within a community. So Paul is saying, would you forgive as Christ has forgiven you? Or is Satan going to win this round? The issue of church discipline in these letters, gang, can't be avoided. And as I said earlier, the vast evangelical church today has more than avoided this issue. They have, uh, on a vast degree, completely ignored it. And this is still yet another instance where we can profess to believe in the authority of scriptures. We can tell people we're a Bible church, but then refuse to obey uh, what the Bible says when it suits our purposes. He says we are not ignorant of his schemes. We're not ignorant of Satan's schemes. But can we, man, can we say the same as we sit here today? Do we really understand that Satan seeks to divide the saints and most of all to water down the word? He desires to render us powerless, to destroy the scriptures, to render God's explicit directions uh, powerless. I mean, why fight us head on when he can simply chip away at our resolve until he ultimately defeats us? And I've said many, many times that Satan is an expert in the long con. He's not trying to overthrow uh, us in one night. He will just drip away like a dripping faucet until he finally beats us. And that starts with one small compromise, but it ends one day with us surrendering even the foundational truths of the gospel. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.